If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What's going on? You're listening to the Nerd News Network. I'm your host, Mike the Birdman Dot from ThisWeekInGeek.net. Today is a Friday, February 19th, 2016. And, well, you may have noticed there isn't a topic show this week. And that's because, surprisingly, I'm not sick. Ryan is. That's right. Ryan is fighting off a wicked cold right now. So hopefully he'll have his voice back uh, early next week. We should have a topic show out before the end of next week. That is the goal. We were supposed to have it to coincide with the release of Deadpool, but with Ryan being on the bench, we are going to wait a little bit and get him, myself, and Roebuck in to talk about the Merc with a Mouth. And eventually I'm going to find out what the hell a chimichanga is. I don't know. Maybe I'll get Blair to make them for me. Um, But anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about this month on the Topic Show. So stay tuned for that. Also, a little bit of an update. Uh, We are going to have a rad, hopefully before the end of next week as well. I'm working on my review of Street Fighter V on the PlayStation 4 right now. But hopefully I'll be reviewing Far Cry Primal and hopefully some other stuff as well. I'm just waiting on some codes for that. So stay tuned. Hopefully we'll get that uh, all sorts of figured out. Um, Let me see what else to tell you guys. Um, It's pretty much about it. I guess in terms of housekeeping stuff. Um, Anyway, what are we going to be talking about this week? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about Street Fighter V. I want to give you sort of my review in progress with it, but also give you an update on some of the updates that are becoming to that game. We're also going to talk about the Fallout DLC, which has been uh, announced and priced for the next little bit. We're also going to talk about a website buying Rotten Tomatoes, We're also going to talk about Wolverine 3 and what that means for future movies in the X-Men franchise. And finally, we're going to talk about the X-Files and how that series revival has been going. And oh yeah, I guess I have one other story about, hey, something's going to pass by the Earth really, really, really damn close on March 5th. So don't make any friggin' plans. Okay, so my review in progress for Street Fighter V. 
Um, I got this last Monday uh, from my good friends over at Capcom, and my review in progress is... I like the mechanics, I like the game itself, but I don't like the state that the game's in. Let me explain. So, as you may have heard through Kotaku or my endless bitching on my Facebook, um, Street Fighter V launched without an arcade mode or a story mode. Now, we're supposed to be getting some DLC for that sometime in March with a full cinematic uh, story experience being delivered in June. Uh, one of the things that's noticeably missing from this is there is no arcade mode. You might be saying, well, what does that mean? Well, in where you would fight against eight computer opponents or whatever, and you'd get some sort of like a cutscene at the end. Or at least you'd be able to fight against eight different opponents of varying skill, being able to adjust how hard they are, etc., etc. This game doesn't have that. But now, supposedly, from one person on my Facebook who endlessly posts ab about this, but shall remain nameless, this game was rushed out in order to meet... Uh, demand for the eSports scene and, you know, high-level tournament play, because Evo is coming up, the Capcom Cup, and stuff like that, so people can begin to train. Mind you, they've already been training with the beta, but whatever. So this is very decisive, or device, I don't know. It's splitting it right down the middle between people that are casual like myself who have an interesting competitive and hardcore competitive players. And I really feel they're they're alienating an entire audience by giving us nothing. I mean, I would see the thing, I would have liked an arcade mode or at least a straight up versus mode, so I can train to learn other people's moves. Yeah, learning against human opponents is one thing, that's great. I want to be comfortable doing what I'm doing first. I'd rather not get thrown to the wolves. I mean, in my opinion, that's like being thrown into a live fire exercise on your first day of boot camp. Sure, you'll learn to survive or die, but it's probably going to discourage you from wanting to play more. And the online netcode for this game, like I said, I had this on Monday, and Monday through about Wednesday was an utter mess. So much so Capcom had to take the servers offline to fix them. And I've played a few, uh, few matches here and there since then, and the online's a lot better. I still have a hell of a hard time finding a match sometime, but it's getting better. So, as I mentioned, we're going to kind of transition into my first story. And this comes from executive producer uh, Yoshiniri Ono, who's talking about Street Fighter's story mode, which is a free expansion. It's going to be coming out in June. And they and he says, and I quote, it might take you one or two hours or even longer to play through. I find this for a $60 game, and I'm just going to call it, like I see it, utter bullshit. And here's why. You look at the promises that were made with Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and that, and they promised a full cinematic story experience there, and we got next to nothing. And you look at a game like, say, Mortal Kombat 9, which had a full story mode, which took you hours to beat uh, Mortal Kombat 10 that came out last year, which had a significant story mode. It's not unreasonable to say we we're hoping games like Mortal Kombat would force the Street Fighter franchise in order to up its game. And you look at the story mode you got with uh, Street Fighter 4, everybody had a cutscene, everybody had like something, and there was even a little uh, anime 
prequel movie thing that went along with it. And in this, you're getting, like, storyboards that have voiceover, which is fine, which is fine, because the artwork does still look pretty good. But the fact that we have to wait till frigging June for an admittedly free thing, that's not cool. Capcom should not have launched the game in this state, in my opinion. And I've had this, like I said, one of the big arguments I've heard, but it's free. And, like, yeah, that's great, but you still shouldn't be charging $60 for what is essentially a skeleton of a game. And that's great that people are buying it and blah, 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 blah. But for the casual players, which I'm pretty sure probably make up a majority as opposed to the very narrow esports, and I could very well be wrong here. And if I am, Mike at thisweekingeek.net, let me know whether you're competitive or casual with Street Fighter, who's more likely to buy this? Because every Street Fighter before this has had an arcade mode, or at least a basic versus mode. Even going through the menus, you don't have that. Sure, you can play survival, but your health bar doesn't regenerate. Even in the basic, quote-unquote, story mode, you can't adjust the difficulty of anybody you fight. So, Capcom... I know Angry Joe's doing a rant literally right now as we record this about Street Fighter V, and Alpha Omega Sin on YouTube also did something. I'm in agreement. This game should not have launched in this state. Hell, I'm pretty sure Killer Instinct launched like on Xbox One uh, with more significant modes, and that was considered pretty bare bones too. Mind you, it wasn't $60. So, take from that what you will. Now we're going to talk about a game that is actually worth your 60 bucks. That is Fallout 4, and that DLC is going to be starting in March. However, though, I'm going to I'm going to preface this. You want to buy the season's pass for this game before March 1st. That's when the season's pass price goes up from like $25 to I think something like 40 or more, something like that. Either, either way, I know the price goes up. So either way, coming out in March is Automatron, which is going to retail for 10 bucks with the launch window listed of March. And what Bethesda says, the mysterious mechanist has unleashed a horde, or machinist, or mechanist, I don't know, has unleashed a horde of evil robots into the Commonwealth, including the devious Robo-Brain. Hunt them down and harvest their parts to build and mod your own custom robot companions. Choose from hundreds of mods, mixing limbs, armor, abilities, and weapons, and the all-new lightning chain gun. Even customize their paint schemes and choose their voices. That's really cool. So coming up in April, we have the 499 Wasteland Workshop, which sounds a little bit like Pokemon, honestly, and hear me out. With Wasteland Workshop, you can design and set cages to capture live creatures, from raiders to deathclaws, tame them or have them face off in battle, or even against your fellow settlers. The Wasteland Workshop also includes a suite of new design options for your settlements, like Nixie tube lighting, letter kits, taxidermy, and more. And then finally, this is going to be coming out in May, for $24.99, there's going to be something called Far Harbor, uh, which gives you um, a new case to go out with Nick Valentine. And it says, a new case from Valentine's Detective Agency leads you on a search for a young woman in a secret colony of synths. Travel off the coast of Maine to the mysterious island of Far Harbor, where higher levels of radiation have created a more feral world. Challenge 
I'm sorry, navigate through the growing conflict between the sins, the children of Adam, and the local townspeople. Will you work towards bringing peace to Far Harbor, and at what cost? Far Harbor features the largest landmass for an add-on that we've ever created, filled with new faction quests, settlements, lethal creatures, and dungeons. Become more powerful with new, lighter, higher-level armor and weapons. The choices are all yours. And that's going to be some of the stuff that is kind of coming up in the next... A uh, little bit uh, in 2016, and then I'm also going to read this to you as well. Like like I mentioned, the actual price going up. Given the expanded DLC plan, the price of the season's pass will increase from the current 29.99 to 49.99 USD, and then it gives you all the ones for the different regions on March 1st. However, if you've already purchased the season's pass for 29.99, nothing changes. You still get everything at no additional cost. The full $60 offering of add-on content for the original price of $30. In addition, if you didn't buy the Seasons Pass yet, there's still time. Anyone who buys the Seasons Pass for $29.99 before March 1st will still get all $60 worth of content. This is our way of saying thanks to all our loyal fans who believed in us and supported us over the years. I am unbelievably excited for this. I'm going to be buying mine probably right at the end of the month. And hopefully I'll do ongoing coverage of the uh, DLC for Fallout 4. Like, I'm through my second playthrough right now. I'm playing a guy who I've named literally Mr. Fuckface, and it's ridiculous. I'm level 140, so nothing can touch me. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the end game for this as I'm trying to get all the companions. I'm trying to do the Brotherhood of Steel quest right now. So I'm looking forward to this. I think this is actually going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to getting all the achievements. I actually may be able to get all the achievements for this one, which which really makes me tremendously happy. Because uh, the only other... I've only uh, 100%ed a few games. One of them was Ninja Turtles by Activision a couple years ago, and Skyrim. So if I can add a Fallout game to that, I would be pretty happy about that. Like I said, I, I think that's fantastic. That's a lot of value. 60 bucks for 30 bucks, but otherwise it goes up to 50. Probably would be smart to buy it now. Okay, so you may have heard this this week. This story comes uh, courtesy of Gizmodo.com. Fandango buys Rotten Tomatoes, but will probably ruin it. And I'm going to read this about. I'm going to read part of the article for you. You may have heard that online movie ticket seller Fandango just purchased Rotten Tomatoes and Flickster, but you may not have heard the bad news. Fandango will probably ruin Rotten Tomatoes. The number-crunching nerds over at 538 compared the movie ratings on Fandango and Rotten Tomatoes a few months ago, and since Fandango has a financial incentive to get butts in the movie seats, they're owned by NBC Universal, by the way, its movie reviews are some of the most favorable on the web. Flickster and Rotten Tomatoes are invaluable resources for movie fans, and we look forward to growing these successful properties, driving more theatrical ticketing and super-serving consumers with their movie needs, said Fandango president uh, Paul Yanover in a statement. Key word to look at this is driving more theatrical ticketing. Basically, translation, sell more tickets, get more people in the theaters, which means... um, more movies that get rated on Rotten Tomatoes are probably going to be paid or at least skewed because a a rating on Rotten Tomatoes can literally cause a movie to tank. If a movie sucks on Rotten Tomatoes, people won't see it. That's one of the, that's one of the go-to sources for it. So it's like McDonald's buying a stake in the FDA and saying, Oh yeah, 
our food's good. See, look, they approve of us. So I don't know. Like this is pretty friggin' bad. And I'm looking forward to having another, another website that may rise as an alternative to this. I mean, it'd be nice if we had like a community like Rotten Tomatoes, but didn't have the huge financial backing of these people to literally pretty much buy the reviews. Like, and I don't trust Fandango. I've read some pretty shitty reviews on there too. saying all oh, this movie's fantastic. You lying bastards. No, it isn't. So I don't know. It's just, it's not a good thing. And I hope people will see through this obvious buy and not, you know, well, for lack of a better phrase, buy it because that's going to influence movies. It's going to influence sales. And like I said, more people are going to be stuck seeing shittier movies. I would not like to be a part of that world. So I'm just saying, hopefully somebody will figure out something and happiness will once again rule the land. Okay. So Deadpool movie did massive box office. Amazing weekend for Fox actually outdid the force awakens. Uh, in some respects, though I don't have those numbers right in front of me. But one of the big reasons that it's so successful is it was an R rating, and one of the highest ratings for an... I think it's the highest R-rated movie opening. Definitely one of the highest uh, R ratings and successful ratings for a superhero movie. Though we've had stuff like Blade, we've had uh, Kick-Ass, we've had the... Uh, not the Punisher... Maybe Punisher Warzone? Yeah, Punisher Warzone. Um, Spawn, I think, was... I know there was a radar cut for that. And Dread. So, but when you consider it, they're... I wouldn't call them necessarily niche titles, but they have their focus. But superhero movies do huge bank today. So, you look at a movie that's likely going to get an R rating. That's the Wolverine 3. Obviously, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, and this is a character who's known for his berserker rages. He has the the adamantium claws. He's cutting people up in the friggin' sushi, and this is supposed to come out March third of next year, with the with the Blu-ray coming during the summer of that year as well. The guy directing this is James Mangle. He did the Wolverine, and he also did Walk the Line, which I really, really, really enjoy that movie. So. They're gonna do this. They're gonna make it rated R. And I kind of wonder if this is a good idea. For Wolverine, yes. But you're gonna see a lot more R-rated superhero movies come out. Now, would I love to see a real R-rated Punisher? Yes. And bring back Thomas Jane if you could. Or maybe, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see how John Bernthal does in the role when that comes out, Daredevil Season 2, next month. But... I kind of wonder how this is going to affect superhero movies going forward, because now they've proven not just little kids are seeing this, which I, I got to talk about this for like three seconds. The amount of kids I've seen go see Deadpool and people online complaining about like, I had to walk out of the theater because of Deadpool and it was violence and titties and blood. Are you fucking stupid? They openly said this is rated R. Like, Jesus Christ, just because a guy wears spandex doesn't mean he's not going to whip his wang out or something like that. Hell, the, the Stan Lee cameo in that movie happens in a strip club. And I'm just going to say, let your imagination run wild with that. But there's just so much stuff that the, the 
movie industry could do really right with this. Like having, like I said, having an R-rated superhero could be amazing. Like I said, hell, this should revitalize the Dread Talks if it should do anything. If I had my way, I would love... This will never happen. But you could make Avengers Arena, which was like the Battle Royale versus, like, the Avengers, where basically they're killing each other. That could be awesome. But it's not going to happen. Hell, you could get Marvel Zombies. But it's not going to happen. But the point I'm, I'm trying to make here is the Fox is willing to make an R-rated Wolverine, which is great. I hope it doesn't suck. I hope we get something like Old Man Logan or I don't know, I'm trying to think what's another what's another classic Wolverine story I'd like to see. I don't know. I really don't, truthfully. I hope Deadpool does make an appearance somehow, some way they manage to connect uh those two characters, because obviously they exist in the same universe. And with Deadpool, they're already talking about having Cable in it. So, now that those two universes are established, I guess the sky's the limit in terms of what they want to do. But we'll wait and see what happens with that. Speaking of Fox, The X-Files, that's come back for the last couple of weeks. The season finale is coming, I think it's next week. Um, And Fox is interested in going beyond the revival. So, it's been about 14 years since we last had Mulder and Scully on the screen. And since the series has premiered, I've watched the, I've watched the first episode and I've watched the last two episodes and what a way to waste the lone gunman. I'm just saying. However, though, um, according to Fox entertainment's president, uh, this was said, we said it before it aired. We would love to do more and we are over the moon with the performance. So far, the response has been really encouraging. We haven't talked to the talent yet about season two in any more definitive way than we had to prior to airing the show. But certainly it seems like there's an audience responding to a show that would love to see more episodes. Now, Variety, uh, that entertainment magazine, is reporting that insiders are interested in moving forward. The problem is making sure Chris Carter, David Duchovny, and Jillian Anderson have their schedules clear. So I'm seeing that as backing up the truckload of money to their house to see what they do with it. And I'm interested in having the X-Files go on again. Absolutely. The thing is, I don't know necessarily if I like where they're taking the conspiracy. Um, In the first episode, they virtually undid everything. Um, And it's so much so, I can't even really explain it to you. You kind of have to go see it for yourself. But everything Mulder saw was a lie. And, like, aliens are real. Don't get that part of the thing wrong. But evidently with colonization and the black oil and the rebels and everything. It's something else entirely and seems kind of stupid and the smoking man's back and just, I don't know. However, though, am I interested in seeing what could be done with this show? Absolutely. I would love to see them maybe even bring back other characters like uh, Reyes and Doggett. I'd love to see them bring back um the character from the other Chris Carter show, Millennium. I'd love to see Frank Black back, I don't think Lance Henderson's doing a whole hell of a lot. I'd like to see him get another standalone episode. I think that'd be fantastic. So, I don't know, I'm really happy with all these revivals happening, because the the 24 miniseries I thought was really good, though there is a spinoff without Jack Bauer, 
coming up in the next little bit. We'll see how that goes. Hey, who knows? Could be awesome. So I'm happy that the series is doing well. I just hope the story evolves with the times. And I don't know. Make me care about the conspiracy again. I am going to watch the season finale next week um, and get caught up over the weekend, over the episodes that I've missed. So Mulder and Scully, don't let me down. And don't waste a lone gummin like you did in a drug flashback. Just, mm. Okay, final story this week. And of course, I have to talk about space. Though this time we're not talking about gravitational waves. We're going to talk about asteroids again. Well, a small asteroid is currently heading towards Earth. Uh, and this asteroid, uh, called Asteroid 2013 TX-68, is expected to swing by on March 5th. Now, it could pass a distance of 9 million miles, or 14 million kilometers, which is a comfortable 35 times further than the distance from here to the moon. Or it could come as close within 11,000 miles, or 17,000 kilometers, and that's about how, half the altitude that geosynchronous satellites orbits. Though it's not expected any of the satellites are going to get hit. Now, the reason for the wide variance in estimates is essentially because we don't have any data. So the asteroid was just last seen and discovered in 2013 by the Catalina Sky Survey. And at the time, scientists were only able to gather data on it for about three days before this thing passed in front of the sun and more or less was lost in the glare. Now, Patrick Taylor, he's an asteroid scientist at the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico, says, While astronomers could determine an orbit for the asteroid, there was some uncertainty in the orbital parameters for its sport-specific flight trajectory. Uh, the predictions on its, on its path have diverged a bit. Taylor says it's unlikely astronomers will be able to narrow down the exact distance of the closest approach before the encounter because 2013 TX-68 is currently approaching from the direction of the sun and will remain hidden in the glare until it passes. On the day of the flyby, it should brighten dramatically as it moves away from the sun. Hopefully one of the larger asteroid survey programs will scan the sky every night and will pick it up again. New observations will reduce the uncertainties on the orbit tremendously and determine just how close the asteroid will come to Earth. Um, it's kind of cool. Uh, so they're hoping as this thing gets closer to Earth and we can figure out where the hell it's going, we can keep an eye on it for longer amounts of time, see how big this thing is, see what it's made out of, and basically see what's going to happen when this thing swings around next. Now, the best estimates for this have this thing pegged at around 100 feet, so 30 meters wide, and that would make it about 50% larger than the one that exploded over, um... I can't even pronounce his name, Russia, a couple of years ago. Um, so this thing, if it were to hit the Earth, would uh, if, if it were to hit the atmosphere at just the right angle, would create twice the energy of that blast, which um, sent window-breaking shockwaves and injured about a 1,000 people when this thing hit. Um now, he goes on to say there could be an order of 1 million near-Earth asteroids around this size class, tens of meters in diameter, and we've only discovered 10,000 of all sizes. Um, so the odds of this hitting are not very good, uh, obviously. They said this, while scientists have eliminated any chance of a collision this time around, calculations projecting the asteroid's future orbits show that when it makes its way back on Earth on September 20th, 2017, it will have a very remote 1 in 250 million chance of hitting our planet. 
The odds are even number on subsequent flybys to 2047. NASA officials believe that with further observation, these risks will likely be reduced even further. And that's exactly what's happened with other asteroids in the past, too. Mind you, we're overdue for an asteroid, a significant asteroid impact. I think we're something like 10,000 years overdue. So I'm not saying I'm waiting for Bruce Willis to, you know, get up in a space shuttle and save me. But, you know, let's keep our eyes on the sky. I don't like the fact that we lost it and we're only going to see it as it whizzes by us. So a little bit nervous, a little bit nervous. But odds are, you, if you are an amateur astronomer, you should very easily be able to see this thing in the sky. So uh, keep an eye out on like your like space websites for this. I'm sure people on Twitter or Neil Dyson the Grass will say something or um, Phil Platt, I think his name is. So watch Twitter. And hopefully you'll find out a little bit more about this. So, like I said, coming up this week on the site, we are going to be talking about Street Fighter V. Me and Jamie should have a prototype. I know he's still getting over some death virus uh, from the last couple of weeks. So hopefully we'll get something out. Uh, Deadpool Topic Show is coming this week. Um, I'm pretty sure me, Ryan, and Blanchard should do something on TLC. Or not TLC on uh, Fastlane as we are on the road to WrestleMania with Mayhem Mikes. And as you guys heard, I'm doing more stuff with uh, the Geek Cash Radio Network with Altered Geek. I always have a really fun time uh, recording with Mike and Steve and whoever else decides to show up. So anyway, guys, until next time, like I said, big thanks to our sponsors of Meowbox.com, GameAccess.ca, SFI.org, and um, OffWorldDesigns.com. So until next time, I've been Mike the Birdman Dodd saying, live free or die hard. And I'll catch you guys again next time, right here on ThisWeekInGeek.net. Wanna see me make bubbles with my spit? Sure do. In fact, that's the theme of our next show. So don't miss it. What the hell happened to George Lucas? <laughs> oh my god, there's snot in my face. And I'm your host, Mike the Birdman Dub, but I'm not a join. Not a join. What the f does that mean? F that. Ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta keep that. Let's do this. Let's do this right the first time. <laughs> f you guys. <laughs> Ew, it's in my mouth. Oh god. Oh, what's it taste like, Mike? Water. Ew, salty. Let's start this episode with a shat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm good, Geico. Holy shit! Oh my gosh! Freak! Die, 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 die! Holy crap! Whoa, whoa! Whoa, my god, whoa! Where did it go? I'm like a stupid monkey. As you can imagine, they... They don't let us out much. You've been listening to This Week in Geek. Tune in next week to hear... Um... Somebody random. I don't know. Maybe even a hot chick. Yeah, let's go with that. Did anyone ever tell you that you were very, very sexy? How well, actually, no. They never will. Check out our website, thisweekingeek.net, for more geek content, as well subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or any podcatcher. If you'd like to comment on this episode, head to this episode post on thisweekingeek.net and comment through Facebook Connect. Or you can call our voicemail line at 817-717-7202. Send us a Twitter message by at replying to at This Week in Geek. Lastly, you can email us at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. 
This extra music was produced by Prono Bozo at P-R-O-N-O-B-O-Z-O dot com. We'll see you next time, and remember... Lower your shields and surrender your listenership. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.